0: Another episode of Sounds from the 70s with Gary and Rob, sometimes known as Shuggy Two Shits. Shuggy! Coming to you from an undisclosed location far from the downtown metropolis area. Now, today, well, today is not no script day. (laughs) (laughs) We got no excuses for that anymore. Today is double script day because we're repeating a show that we Fucked up last week. Had there were some technical difficulties. So I have to uh, kind of ignore the script because I'm not going to write like another script. How many scripts do I have to write, Rob?
1: How many? How many <laughs> I, do I, I, I have to write? I just one. And then uh, for this week, you can just imagine that you've already said all these things and people heard them so you can get on to saying new things. Anyways, you, just, oh, so why do I give you the microphone? <laughs> um, what happened was,
0: we're not going to say everything that happened because it's dirty. But <laughs>
1: oh, oh, the gross incompetence. <laughs> uh,
0: we did the show last week, this show with my script and uh, due to technical difficulties, we can't use it. So we ironed out in the week following the technical difficulties and now we have to do the show again. Now we have done shows again, but not this soon. <laughs> yeah, usually we've forgotten we've done them and then they're fresh again by the time we do them. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. seriously. We do like at the beginning of when we started this, we would do a whole bunch of dummy shows and hope that they worked, and we found out that there was.
1: They didn't work, yeah. Our hopes were unfounded.
0: Either the show was bad or there was a technical difficulty with the microphones or blah, blah, blah. So we had to do a whole bunch of shows over again with the same script and everything. But we've never done a show like
1: back-to-back where we had to do it
0: right over again.
1: This one is not, and we've uh, forgotten. It's not fresh. We're peeling off the tinfoil as you speak. yes. (laughs) And we'll, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, i I just
0: thought of something. That what I thought of was, uh, oh, I, maybe I can use it from last week's script. I'll, we can I'll say it because oh, we're going to talk now about today's show. Uh, Our memories
1: aren't that good.
0: Sometimes I don't even know what you're talking about, which is funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's aggravating. That's the edge I have over the monkey. (laughs) It's the edge. It's the confusion that you give to me in the audience. So today, we're talking about the last episode in our Power Pop.
1: Power Pop.
0: Power Pop. uh, And Thank God. Not that we don't like Power Pop, uh, but just to explain it every week. Don't like too much of it no that's not the point I was <laughs> getting at although four shows is too much as we have said before for a theme it uh it a whole month is is tough on the audience at us that's not what I'm talking about I'm just talking about having to explain power pop to almost it seems everybody except me and power pop was I I went to that Rolling Stone article in 1979 and they when they reviewed those albums they were all called power pop so this this expression of power pop has been around a long, long time. You people need to get off your arses and find out more about music instead of listening to your techno crap. Yes, I'm talking to you, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if the
1: guy named Rick who was really into techno. And also I, like know.
0: <laughs> I know a Gary and a Rob. I'm going to their <laughs> place right now. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're going to talk today about our last band, uh, in our Power Pop thing, which is uh, uh, a band called uh, Shoes. No, <laughs> not the Shoes. We don't want to talk about shoes again, unless we're them, wearing them. Okay? I'm going to call
1: them the the Shoes to avoid the cover. Because
0: <laughs> you always have to go, we gotta, we're going to talk about the band shoes and that's aggravating we went over this many times during the last (laughs) four weeks but that's why the name of the band sucks okay so today on our last episode of power pop bands uh of the late 1970s specifically 1979 and we'll be focusing on the band 2020 right rob focusing oh like uh,
1: like, uh, like an eye (laughs)
0: like an eye yeah very New York like like an eye hey like an eye (laughs) and their 1979 debut album but first the band Shoes (laughs) sorry Uh, that's my old script okay and oh yeah uh, what I had I know this sounds like it's a really bad show today but I'm not rewriting the script and I only have to worry about the first paragraph because it kind of like talks about how we were feeling last week, but last week was, no, it's supposed to be how we're feeling two weeks ago, oh, but yeah. that was two weeks ago. So anyways, it says Ooh, here, no, oh, and my back really hurts, which it does, but not as bad as it did last, last week when week. we did the show. See, my back's hurting this week.
1: See, yeah, you hurt the your back pain is transferred yeah. from
0: you to me. You're supposed to use that when I say, how was your week? You say, oh, my back hurt. Oh,
1: so. my back
0: hurt. Oh, my <laughs> daughter
1: Contessa was captured by bandits and they want a ransom. You see, you start off good all the time and then you're like, whoa.
0: <laughs> Uh, so my back still, you know, my back has been very good up until today. Swear to God. Nobody gives a (laughs) shit. I know you don't, but this is what we do for the first 10 minutes. And if you don't like it, listen to the gardening show or just go ahead. Just go zip ahead to 10 minutes. But my back doesn't hurt. Hasn't hurt for the last couple of days all that bad, except for today, for some reason on the day of the taping of the show. Anyways. Fuck it's off.
1: probably <laughs> the humidity or sunspot activity. Or I like
0: anything. when things go wrong on the show and I blame the audience. Fuck
1: <laughs> off, audience. Well, you know what's, what's wrong with you? You know what I mean. <laughs> no, don't play stupid. I hate it when an audience plays stupid. So, uh, Rob, how was your week? Uh, I hurt my back. <laughs> and, uh, I heard that. And I hurt another fellow's back, and then uh, I hurt two more backs. I heard that you were invited to
0: not one family function on the weekend, but
1: two. Two. That's how popular I'm with my family. <laughs> ask, me, ask me how many family functions my, my brother has been invited to in the past five years. How many family <laughs> functions has your brother been invited to
0: in the last five years? To my knowledge, none. Yeah. And it pleases him greatly. That's because <laughs> Rob's brother and my friend of Jeez. 40 years yeah. uh, is the black sheep of Rob's family now
1: awesome i used which we life. can't
0: discuss because you don't have the time but we will it's <laughs> we should at some other date why uh rob's brother craig is not uh
1: that copacetic at the moment lucky bastard
0: anyways that was rob's week he had a bad back and he had to go to two family functions but he only went to one because he used his bad back on
1: sunday to get out of the uh sunday branch <laughs> tell you a little confession there i uh I deliberately aggravated my back. I, I made it worse. <laughs> oh, nobody nobody even cared at the first time we mentioned the back. Woo!
0: <laughs> okay, this is one of the worst beginnings <laughs> we've ever had to one of our shows.
1: Remember last week, we, we were feeling so good afterwards. That, you, you know, I swear <laughs> to God,
0: people, I'm not lying to you. Last week, we had one of our best episodes ever. We that This is our 114th episode. And I said to Rob, after it was done, that was one of our best episodes. And then, of course, he said, yeah, but it didn't work. (laughs) So now, why not redo the episode and make it one of the worst episodes Yeah, we've already done the best. Well, boy. It was a great episode. We're going to try and repeat it, but you can't repeat it. Oh, God, you should have been there. (laughs) You should have been there, people. Where were you when we were in our time of
1: struggle and strife? All I'll say is the computer um, packed it in at exactly 53 minutes into the, the show. So. Yeah, the computer decided
0: to quit on us as we were signing, almost at signing off.
1: If I were a rich man, I would commit the acts of violence against machines. If I, but were I am a not a rich, rich man, man let,
0: oh, I, that's all I can sing without having <laughs> to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, odds and ends. Oh, I didn't bring this up. I for, This is the tab I forgot. You right? forgot this tab. I forgot this tab, so I'm going to have to really wing it. Okay. which is really bad because last week I didn't wing it and it was really good. So uh, odds and ends, lost time is not found again, is about, I uh, want to talk about, I'm really off because we just did this last <laughs> week. I'm sorry if I keep on apologizing, but it's just so strange. Uh, I, Ohio State University, a couple weeks ago, their marching band for their football team, Uh, the buckeyes during the halftime show uh played a tribute to rush for 10 minutes uh of their 14 minute uh allotment uh
1: and the only four other four minutes were just for the fight song i got a chance to actually see it in between the weeks uh, oh did you what did you think of it that was pretty cool and uh the fact the uh the actual uh how much time and effort they put into the intricacy of the uh, the marching wasn't that amazing Holy. wasn't that amazing alone
0: because you look at it I from can... the top they always show it as you people know from the top camera so you get to see all these little yeah, ants what used
1: to be the goodyear blimp
0: and it looks kind of easy because you say oh you just walk you actually do that and all you can see is like yourself walking basically you have to know where you're going I mean, that
1: is... Yeah. Intricate shit. The <laughs> yeah, I don't... they got to have little markers on the fields or something for, for cues for whatever they, they get. Yeah, uh, or they've had to work... And because they just...
0: They have a game every week. It's not like... You know, it's it's not like they can work on it for six months, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I just found it amazing in the... the
1: uh, Somebody choreographed that and uh, knew what they were doing. Yeah, and the they chore- uh,
0: just, It was just absolutely fantastic. The music, like... Playing a hope, playing all these Rush songs. Yeah, Spirit um, of the Radio was uh, was one. Spirit was, yeah. of the Radio and Tom Sawyer and uh, parts of Twenty One Twelve, and then they would they would uh, make Twenty One Twelve. Yeah, <laughs> uh, on the field with with the people in the band, and and then at the end they would have the they had a nice little. Uh, what do you call a little flag, I guess, or something? Of,
1: I remember at one point seeing a stick figure playing the drums, and uh. oh yeah, they did. They did bring in.
0: They did bring in extra people to help with the drums for the band because it was for, it was a tribute to Rush and Neil Peart, and uh, so they did bring in extra drums. They had a really nice uh, flag at the end with all the pictures of the guys that they kind of flashed. And it was just it was just
1: so oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, when they, they brought out the thing, then they uh, spread out and yes. uh, unfolded that. Uh, okay, yeah, an actual round flag. That was cool.
0: It was <laughs> absolutely amazing. And the guys from Rush, uh, Alex Lifeson and Geddy Lee, uh, see, I don't have the, I don't have, I'm trying to remember what they wrote. They had it, um, they sent a tweet. Say, I think they said, uh, Sorry, I don't have to think what I think. They all they said was two words. I'm just trying to think of the word that they said. Uh, I something I said. We're stunned, you know. Like <laughs> this is this is amazing, is what they were saying. uh Oh, we're speechless. That's what they said. We're speechless. Like that's just, they were just totally taken away by it. And uh, I was I, I I had seen it on Rolling Stone as far as the headline, and I was going like, what is this and And the headline was something like Ohio State University Marching Band pays tribute to Rush in a most incredible way. And it really was. And it was just what I was saying before when we did this last week, this episode, about how the music that was so degraded at the time that was released, like 2112, and farewell to kings and all that, uh, and even you could go to moving pictures and permanent waves that were on the radio all the time, but weren't part of the culture. We are now the culture. The people that were kids then listening to Rush are now the principals of Ohio State. They're the people who run the band. The nerds. They're the <laughs> not necessarily the nerds. They're they're just, the rock and roll generation fans, just kind of yeah. took over. <clears throat> because when all this happened, <clears throat> rock and roll as a as a cultural force, the young people still weren't in charge. They were still young people, right? Like about the time, 74, 75. We were just starting to get, a you know, the music on the radio, not on the radio, but on TV and done by marching bands was still dictated by the older generation. And even though rock music was hugely popular, in the 70s it wasn't part of the culture yet because we didn't take over the culture yet the grown-ups were still running things yes hate those grown-ups and you even have the politicians the politicians are like oh i'm i'm a neil young fan or i'm a grateful dead fan you hear that all the time from politicians (laughs) like they're almost uh, they could be country fans like you know i remember well he george w bush was senior he was a country music fan but he was old
1: school of course yeah
0: but most
1: uh, WW two veterans, so, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So even when you see like the the candidates and they go, "What are your favorite bands?" and they're naming all these, they're even naming new bands, and they're not trying to be hip. They these are the people that grew up like we did, and they have become their our age, and they're uh, you know running for office, and their favorite bands are rock bands, and that's what I have been saying all through this this the shows that we have been doing since the beginning is that in a sly and subtle way, we have taken over all of that. And you see that with the Ohio state, uh, marching band playing rush is that it's not absurd anymore. It's establishment, man. It's establishment and it's moving and it's touching <laughs> as it was, but it was also didn't seem as like you do that in 1977 and you're going, everybody's going to get fired.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a little too uh, weird for uh, yep. a decent football you and, and that's true. It's
0: a little, in 1977, it's a little too uh, early. It's a little oh. too early and people would have gotten fired. And now it's like, wow, you guys, I saw all those people in the stands that just cheering all the stuff that they did and cheering the songs that they heard. And that was unheard of in the 70s. Took and thirty or
1: forty years. Yes, yeah, eventually it really
0: took force <laughs> in the mid '80s, uh, especially with MTV, because MTV really uh, put rock and roll music and pop music into the spotlight every single day, mm. and and then everybody went back and you know to the older music, but that whole generation of late '60s, '70s, early '80s, all those people grew up. And even though you think, oh, that guy's so square and whatever, because I use the word square.
1: <laughs> Real L seven man,
0: L seven. Because <laughs> it's funny, you think of the worst like like the worst politicians and all stuff, and you really don't like what they say. And then you find out that fuck they like the same bands as you or whatever. And you go, Really? Like how can you like that and have such a Yeah, opposite attitude towards things I don't think you really like it (laughs) on the same level I do well that's the point they don't like it on the same level but they they're still very much everybody now is pop culture everybody now is we won we won the war and I say this like every fifth episode that we do but we won the cultural war we were never going to take over and have a revolution that was bullshit music just cannot do all of that but we did what i thought that music was supposed to do which was take over the take over television take over radio and you know and rock music did that it's the it's the soundtrack even to people even to the young people who were listening to the music post millennium they still go back to the older music as the stuff that they like to sing to uh, a good example is my, my great nieces and nephews are always, you know, they listen to the new music, but they're always singing to like ACTC <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. And it's just, it's just amazing. And that's what really, what this, what I'm talking about here is not only did I think that it was just a great thing that Ohio state did and the band was amazing just the choreography alone was breathtaking. It really was, just breathtaking. But there's a bigger picture here in that it just was done in the first place, which was unspeakable even 20 years ago, maybe. Thank you.
1: <laughs> the thing Kay. I ever had growing up was a band teacher who uh, wanted to play a Jethro tell song. We never did, but I re- respect him for trying. Yes, <clears throat> now easy. easy. No, that's right. That's
0: the point I'm trying to make, Rob. Easy. It's uh, in fact, it's almost uh, encouraged. It's so strange how things come around. It really is, especially when you lived in the, in the days when the the middle class or the dividing line was yeah, on the other side, and you didn't see commercials with pop songs, and you it was, and if it was a pop song, it was a. a, a Pop song written by one of the just a hack writer you know uh you know yeah, what I
1: mean I, I'm trying to think you know the uh the people who grew up outside the rock and roll era now uh boy they're like in their 80s and 90s <laughs> Yeah, so, and so uh, f- there's not too many people digging on the old establishment music uh, there's only yeah. been rock and roll for the past yes. s- they're not digging on it no, no. <laughs>
0: I don't know where to- from and he, he's not digging on it man they're not digging on the commercials that's what you're saying and the, the i know what you're being but it's just funny how it you said <laughs> it <laughs> uh, but my mom i told you my mom is 91 and when she wants to listen to music sometimes she puts on the easy listening but then so do i because yeah. i just put it on uh i've heard all i've heard yeah. all the music I just want to finish this drop. I've heard all the music that they put on in the satellite. I've heard all the music, uh, so I I don't want to be hearing like uh, rock and roll hoochie coo for the one thousandth time. <laughs> I like to just I like to just listen to uh, easy listening music music that I haven't listened to. Uh, mostly just because it makes me write, but it doesn't make me plagiarize. Because if you're hearing a rock and roll song. And it's in your head while you're writing. It can easily, you know... But my mom likes... She's 91. And she thinks now that the great radio was like the 60s. You know what I mean? That to her is like Frank Sinatra now. Even though when she was in the 60s, that music was that. But now that, that's very soothing music to her. Like the music from the 60s. It really is. Like yeah. the top 40 of the 60s is... and And even the 70s. I mean, she just... She just loves that. And uh, that's what she listens to. And I think a lot of people, even my dad, who hated rock and roll, uh, was very, anytime when he, in his later years, anytime that something from the 60s or 70s, top 40 came on, it was like, okay. Believe me, this was a guy that turned the radio off in the seventies when stuff like that. Came.
1: So it's just. I guess funny. if you're hearing it every day, it can kind of wear you down. But if you don't hear it for twenty or thirty years, then uh, it can almost be nostalgic. Yeah, that's what I kind of mean. I think in a way. Um, no, I guess my point is that you know all the people who um, uh, could challenge um, uh, rock and roll as the uh, the establishment—they're uh, all too old to challenge it.
0: That's I get, I I didn't know what you meant, but yeah, no. you're right. You're right. there, That was my point. There there are no challengers to uh what we <laughs>
1: We've outlasted them. <laughs> we have. I
0: mean they're died off and, and the people now are all people that listen to popular music. They don't listen popular music, what I mean by not only rock and roll, but, but the pop music that's hip. Yeah. yeah ah, as opposed to the, uh, the as opposed uh, the less to less
1: popular music that the uh the grown ups used to listen the to the Frank
0: Sinatras uh, and, and so on. Although I love Frank and Sinatra and I I love those people, but you know what? We were more accepting of that. They were very like, we're not gonna listen to your shit. My dad always said, your music is crap. I don't see anything in it. And I'd say, how come we incorporate all this of your guys' music into ours, like jazz and stuff like that. But you guys are so, that was their death, null, Was their total, I hate your music and it's terrible. and our was like we want to use all your music and, and, and expand ours we were very open and yeah. i'm not talking about me and rob i'm talking about the whole generation was like yeah Those we grown want up to use attitudes
1: this. towards music they can they can encourage rebellion can
0: we encouraged whatever was good we wanted to we wanted to say hey listen to this they were like we like our music and everything else is shit <laughs> if you want to know about that go on youtube and listen to buddy rich talk because <laughs> anything that's not jazz Buddy Rich will actually say on all these Johnny Carson interviews how crap it is every music and this is biggest part of our show every style of music
1: is good because somebody likes it there is some I, yeah and I find the, yeah in every style of music there's uh, some performer or performers who uh, have excelled and really uh, made it uh, you can enjoy it
0: Exactly. So if you don't like country music and you think it's crap, that's your opinion. But don't spread it around because you're hurting people (laughs) at a party or whatever, and you say, you know what,
1: country music. Your taste in music is wrong, so you're an idiot. Yeah, so you're an idiot, (laughs) and
0: that is so wrong because you're hurting people for no reason. Because you have the right to not like music, but you you actually don't have the right to spread that kind of. I think it's vitriol. I really, I really do. There's no reason. If you like music, I think it's great to spread it around and say, "I really like this. You should listen to it." And people can either listen to you or not. But there's nothing to be gained by saying, "I hate this" or "I hate that," because you're just hurting people. Because everybody likes something about everything that sells. They do.
1: That's you uh, saying you're not allowed to like this. Uh, If you like this, uh, you're not going to be accepted. You're not going to be popular. Well. That's what killed the older generation
0: as far as their being in control of the media. It, it did. Yeah. Their refusal to change and their refusal to accept. And that's what rock and roll meant to me. That's seriously what rock and roll meant to me when I started listening to it was the acceptance of everything.
1: See, the thing is they had already accepted it from the point of view of selling it and packaging it. Just, right. Uh... They just didn't want to take him over. It was still a kids thing. It was like it was like bubblegum. Yeah. But you made a good <laughs> point though. You made a good point though. They
0: were all in favor of it as long as it was making them money. Yeah. But as long but but okay, you kids make your money, but we're not taking it seriously. But all the kids were saying, But it is serious. You think it's all bubblegum and it's and it's not. We just released Sergeant Peppers and pretty soon there's gonna be a We've, I think there's going to be a magazine that's going to come out, which is going to be one of the best magazines of all time. And it's going to be a music magazine called Rolling Stone. And pretty soon, everything is going to revolve around this music. And they, I bet they'd be scared to death. <laughs> but it did happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if they, uh, you know, I uh, thought, okay, uh, they, you hadn't convinced you could predict the future and you said that, yeah, then... Uh... They'd start making plans.
0: Yeah, they would. Thank God that it mm-hmm. it, it happened suddenly and. How can we invest in these Beatles? <laughs> in these, well, yeah, that's basically how they thought. I don't want to be.
1: No, I still ugly remember watching. About it, uh, I think it was a James Bond movie, um, uh, Goldfinger, and uh, they mentioned the music of the Beatles. And James at that time said, uh, "You never listen to the music of the Beatles without earplugs." Yeah, then, i remember that i do remember that <laughs> and then come uh, liver let die uh, they got one of the beatles doing the uh, the theme song <laughs> everything changes right things
0: come around like i've always been <laughs> saying uh that was want, my Nelson. on a more serious note although this was quite serious what we were talking about uh we tried this last week <laughs> and uh but we want to we don't do this very often But we want to uh, dedicate this show to our friend, both of our, well, we knew him, Uh, our friend Joe, Joey, who passed away just a short time ago from a massive heart attack, younger than me and Rob, uh, actually same age as Rob. Yeah, I was in my uh, grade. Yeah. Yeah, so Rob and him were in the same grade, and I was just one grade higher, but we were basically the same age, so I was just one year older than him. Now the reason why we're dedicating it to him is that if it wasn't for for Joey, I wouldn't be doing any of this today. I might have in a way, but not as Joey was as important to me as the Beatles and the Who and I think I think Bruce
1: Springsteen. You might have missed a few years. <laughs> it would be like uh, three oh, yeah. years afterwards. Anyway. We
0: talked about this last week on the show that didn't air, but I definitely feel that if it wasn't for Joey, I would have started music, listening to music about the time that Rob did, was about the early 80s, 80, 80, 81. Mm. I would have started, and I would have missed so much, because I soaked up so much music between the middle of 1977 to the beginning of 1980. It's incredible. It is absolutely the amount. My whole life, for those years when you're doing nothing in in. Just when junior high starting, yeah, and there is just, nothing to do. Oh, there is nothing to do and sleep, and then. yeah, and you occasionally play with your with your friends, but that's not often. I've
1: seen all the Star Treks and Gilligan's Island. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's exactly right. So all you do is like you know, occasionally go outside and play, or or you go into organized sports, which was not something I wanted to do. So I had all this time, and all I did because of what Joy Joy did for me was sit and listen to music and get as much knowledge as I could. By 1980, I had so much knowledge, it was sickening. <laughs> it really was. He was starting to rub in other people's faces. Hey. Now, Joey lived about four houses down from me. He lived right at the end of our block. And I don't remember how we got together because of course we weren't the same age. Because as you know, in school, one grade is huge (laughs) one grade at that age
1: is huge i was only friends with kids a little older than me because my my brother was one year older so right now i can see that conversely he was that's how i became friends with rob was because of it i went went to
0: school with his brother and uh but i have i have i really don't remember but all of a sudden we became friends in about 1976 and then we spent almost all our time together and all he kept talking about and you have to remember i'm extremely young i'm only like 11 years old or 10 years old in 1976. he's like nine and he's telling me about the beatles who taught him who taught him his sisters taught him but he had to have a ferocious appetite for it because he was always right he would say oh well, you know paul mccartney is the bassist and this is what happened and he broke up the beatles which at the time everybody thought he mm-hmm. did And he, he, he really told me, he was educating me, even though what he was doing was just kind of like expressing his enthusiasm for this new band he had found. He was now very successfully pushing this rock and roll into me, which had never really entered my mind seriously as a 10 year old. And then I'm going, wow. Okay. Wow. And then he would, you know, bring stuff by and I'd go, okay, you know, and, You know, it was gradually getting to me. And then one day, the epiphany happened. And he came over. I remember, it was a week before my birthday in 1977. Exactly a week before my birthday. He came before we went to school, like at 8 o'clock, 7.30 in the morning. I don't (laughs) know what God God, awful time he came in. But he came in and he had the White Album. And he was so excited just, just to... Because he already had the white album, so it wasn't like he got it. He already, but he wanted to show me the white album, and so much to the consternation of my mom, who was waiting for me to eat breakfast. You know, he, I would have skipped school. <laughs> <laughs> no, was, no, no, he's school. talking to me about, and he had all this stuff. Like he's he's taking out. Like, this is the amazing thing about Joey. He took out the the all the stuff that was there, like the photos. He was showing me, and he was telling me, this is George, and yeah, yeah. And then the first time I ever saw Yoko, it was on the, the, the poster that came with the White Album. He says, this is Yoko, and she, she was the one who dragged John away from the other Beatles because he discovered, and he knew all this stuff. And I was going, really? It sounded like a for a, a soap opera. It we did. Done. It sounded like the this greatest... This is something like I got to know about. It sounded like what it was, which is one of the greatest and, stories of at least the 20th century. They created music like this? Yeah. <laughs> and then, so we talked about it and he was showing me the, you know, and then there's the lyrics on the back, which was huge on his poster. And then he played it. And back in USSR came on. I was going, holy shit. I haven't heard music like this before. And then the epiphany came and I swear to the, my dying day, this is not an exaggeration. Dear Prudence came on right after it. And I remember like the the sound of the airplane left and, shh, and then you hear those first notes mm-hmm. from Dear Prudence. Mm-hmm. And I said, because mm-hmm. I knew it just hit me like a bolt from God. I swear to God it did. And I heard it and I said, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Not just the song. I mean, this musical form is is what I want to do. I said it from the second I heard it. Oh. I said, this is what I'm going to devote my life to.
1: What a cool album. Because there was no actual dominant style, really. It was no, and what a... Kind yeah, of rock exactly. And roll, but it was all over
0: the place. It was everything. It even had like... 30s music on it with, you know, Honey Pie with Paul McCartney. It had all this yeah, music on and it. And, and I sang. swear to God, you know, when I listened to that and then I bugged my parents. I went to school that day saying fucking White Album. That's all I could think about. And then, and I only heard like two songs before we had to go.
1: <laughs> I did. I only heard two songs. Oh, that's painful.
0: And then, but I was already like this is what I'm going to do. this And I kept telling my parents I would Uh, 1978, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I don't know how it's going to be done. I don't know whether I'm going to start a band, but this is what I'm going to do. And it must have been very hard for them because you always want your kid to go to college or university. And I said, no, I'm not going to college or university. This is what I'm doing. They had other kids, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not, not really. The other
0: kids have pretty much moved out. I was pretty much... Except exactly. for my brother. And
1: there they worked out okay. They, were
0: they worked out okay. <laughs> I think they always kind of maybe think you're just going through a phase. We can let
1: this one adventure a bit.
0: And We've uh, seen it all before. You know, and they did buy me a week later because I bugged them so much. They bought me the White Album. And you know what I did? This is true. For the whole summer of 1977, I listened to the White Album once a day. That's <laughs> about 60 times I heard the White Album. And to this day, which I still have that album... Um, that my parents bought for me, uh, I've listened to the white album. I can't even tell you; it still sounds as fresh to me as that summer of '77. It still does. It still. I don't know if any album does that I've listened to. Well, I've never listened to an album as much as that, though. But I can't. But an album that I really listened to. I, none of them sound as fresh as that. They, it just album it just does something to me. It just. But that's not the point. The point is that Joey just turned me on to, to, to music that I had no right to be listening to at 10, 11 years old. I mean, that's not the age that's, you yeah, get into music.
1: I mean, the lyrical content alone is, uh, is more for grown-ups. Yeah. One would think.
0: Exactly. You know? And then he got me into... Uh, then when I got into the Beatles, I really liked like Paul McCartney's music. like I liked the, the music that he did for the Beatles. So I became a really big... Uh, Paul McCartney and wings fan and Paul McCartney solo fan. And, and you know, he just did great things for me. Like he bought me the band on the run album. He didn't buy it to me. He gave it to me. He gave his copy to me because he knew how much I wanted the album, but couldn't afford it. And he gave it to me with all the inserts and the poster, like Paul McCartney had with all his albums, very Mm -hmm.
1: gracious. He gave me the let it be book. I can see it from it, the album. His sisters. Three years later, <laughs> <laughs> you know he used to have Van on the run. That's true. That's true. I know the let it.
0: I know the Let It Be book from the original pressing of the album uh, was his sisters. But he said his sister gave it was all patched up. Yeah. I
1: still have it. I. I he, just want to say it's all it's karmically aligned because my sister uh, she got a bunch of my albums and uh, they never came back. So it, the, the karma just it, it, it gives the right amount of albums. Yeah, over the yeah. years.
0: You hope, you hope. That's why I have such a big record collection. Is I keep all my records because I hope someday that my family, my younger family, will will take those records and maybe they, you know, I know times have changed a lot. And
1: you got a library that you can't. Uh,
0: yes, that I, I when I when I go, that they will cherish those. I said you can do whatever you want with them. I would hope that you keep them. And maybe learn something but if you want to sell them i'm not going to tell anybody what to do with them but that's always been my hope and that's why i have such a big collection of records and uh you know to give me that let it be book which is worth a lot of money nowadays and just to give it to me like what a kind guy joey should go down as as an extremely nice person unfortunately i never we only had like two years together we had like 76 77 and maybe a little bit of seventy eight, and then I started junior high, and then you know you got so many more new students like your brother. Yeah, I. Your brother came high. from from another school and elementary there. Yeah. Yeah, and you have three times as many kids to make friends with, and then I just lost track with him. I just kind of, it was mostly my fault. He was, you know, I I hit junior high first, and you know, music that he taught me that not taught me, but but showed to me, became more important than hanging out with him because I didn't need his knowledge anymore. And then I had all these friends I had to make. And then, of course, we did go to the same junior high and we did go to the same high school. But by then, you know, high school, now we got 10 times
1: as many people to be friends with. High school, I lost touch with a lot of people that, uh, they not lost touch, but just did not spend the same amount of time with. exactly
0: it just it just happens and he didn't have time for me either he had new friends when he went into junior high the next year and then you know everything that happened after that so i just want to dedicate this episode to him because first of all you don't talk enough about people that are really nice and joy from what i understand i know the time he spent with me he was the nicest guy he, we never got into a fight he was so nice the nice guy I mean my god he gave me things I never gave him shit <laughs> and he gave me things and from all my friend my sister is, still knows his sister because we grew up in the same block and she actually showed me that uh, Joey died on Facebook because she saw that his sister had put that up. And one of the things she told me, my sister said, you know, Joey has always been a hell of a guy from what I understand, always giving to the other person. And that alone should give you a little bit of recognition. But uh, I thank you, my friend. I never thanked you when you are here and that's my mistake, but now I am. So again, I don't have... We're running out of time. Not like last week. Last week we were early. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of anxious and looking forward to getting up. By golly, we've done everything right. What a great show. We got out of here early. But you had a very early show last night. I'm not going to do my Top 30 song again. I'm going to save it for next week and I'm going to... I'm sorry, Judy Sill. I'm going to have to push you back another week because I'm going to do my song next week That uh, of my Top 30 song. Today's album we are reviewing is by the band 2020 and their debut self-titled album Go 2020. Ah! 2020. In 1979. Seeing if Rob is paying attention. Oh, anyway. I should have said another album title. You would have said, wait a minute, I thought it was self-titled. You jerk. <laughs> no, I mean... Uh, <laughs> and... Um, this is a band that, that was out of... They operated out of Los, of Los Angeles, but they were... Most of them were from other parts of the states. The two lead members, Steve Allen, not the, uh, not, the th- comedian, th- no. not the comedian, not the comedian, played <laughs> guitar, and Ron Flint, who played bass, and those two were the songwriters, mo- major songwriters in the band. They came from Oklahoma actually, and they decided, you know, uh, the place to be. Uh, or one of the places to be if you want to make it in the music business and have your music heard is Los Angeles. So they moved out there and uh, they got uh, Mike Gallo on drums uh, and they got a, a, an L.A. Uh, musician, Chris Salagia. I hope I'm saying that right. He became uh, the keyboardist. And uh, and even if I don't say it right, uh, you know I didn't mean any harm, Chris. It's not like I did it on purpose. It's not like your name was Johnson and I pronounced it Juhansson.
1: <laughs> no, I mispronounce a whole lot of names that I've only ever seen in print and never heard pronounced. And I don't make apologies for it.
0: And very soon after uh, forming, they formed in 19... Uh, 19- uh, early 1978 they were already had recorded an uh, uh, independent single and by 1979 they got signed to Portrait Records and uh, released their first album. Uh, they were uh, a very energetic band. I saw them on American Bandstand when I was doing research for this show and they were great. They were. I really thought that they were playing their instruments. Of course, if anybody remembers American
1: Bandstand, <laughs> it was all lip-synced. Everything was lip-synced. Sometimes you noticed, other times you didn't. But from the times when you noticed, it was like, wait a second. Uh, yeah. Sometimes
0: it can be really
1: bad. It sometimes was distracting. Sometimes it was. It was. I mean, you did.
0: It. It was most of the time. I would say seventy percent of the time, at least. Uh, you would have, you know, the electric guitar player or the uh, an electric guitar being played and it's an acoustic guitar and you're going like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, it, it, you know, it get pretty angry. <laughs> a distortion box they're running through. <laughs> <laughs> and girls singing and there's no girls up there. Uh, but anyways, they they made it like a live performance. They they just gave her and the crowd went wild. And this is the first band out of the bands that we have reviewed that showed a lot of life. And they they just killed the audience they really did even dick clark came up after their first song and said what is that like what do you call that he actually did he said what that was amazing what do you call this music that you just did and i remember he went to steve allen and steve allen he didn't say power pop because you you never know really what kind of music you play you just play it right and he just said i can't remember he said energy music or something like that you know, it was just full of energy. and We want to play rock and roll. And I like that. I like that he didn't just say it's power pop and hope we jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> but he said, you know, energy music. sick, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> and Dick was really impressed. And then they did their second song, uh, you know, and the, they just blew the audience away. And this is an audience that usually by 1979 likes dance music. You know, disco was, and, and of course it's a dance show. But uh they blew me away because they showed so they were jumping around, they showed a lot of energy, unlike a certain band called Shoes, which made three videos and they just stood there and they looked just as boring as their music was. <laughs> they were trying to draw
1: attention to their shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? If we ever meet anybody from, from
0: shoes, they're gonna punch us in the face. <laughs> Because we've had more jokes about the shoes in the last three weeks than they probably had in a lifetime. Um, So they released their first album and uh, I liked it. It's got a lot of energy. And I should point out before we... I I delve into the album too much. They released three albums. Uh, Most of them got very good critical acclaim, but they didn't sell dick. So they broke up. And then eventually like all bands did as became the kind of thing you did for bands that started especially in the early 80s. Uh, they got back together. It seems like everybody got back together at some point in the 90s. But they
1: well, got back together. And, you <laughs> break up out of the first few albums thinking now I got to ditch these guys. I got some talent here. I can do yeah. something. And when nothing happens it's like uh, those may in our glory days. Let's get them back. That's exactly the point Let's Rob. Let's get them back. That's exactly
0: <laughs> the point is that you're young and either you're really disappointed that your music didn't take off, so you say, I wanna do something else because this music is never gonna go anywhere. I have no patience for now this. I gotta try something different and cut the dead ones. And then you realize fifteen years later that you you've done even worse <laughs> than, than with the band and you wanna get back together and, and be and start all over not start all over again, but you're more At mature
1: least reconnect with the people who yes, enjoyed the music you did. Back exactly. Then, yeah.
0: And you're mature, they're mature and you're not looking to sell records anymore because that time has passed. You're just looking to, to make some music and to sell a few records just for fun and,
1: and go do that fun thing again. Yeah. And Cause you've done the non fun thing exactly. for 15 years. And it happens all <laughs> over.
0: It happened with every band that we've talked about. Yeah. The knack, uh, shoes, fuckers, uh, <laughs> the records all got back together. The, uh, The rock band, I was going to say The Shoes. (laughs) The Uh, band Shoes. The hell with it. Just start calling them The Shoes. Are the only band that are still together to this day. Uh, The Knack probably would be, but unfortunately, a couple of their members died. And and they all went their same way. And the records have kind of, are doing different things. Just like the members of 2020. But they all came back together. All about the same time in the 90s. Just like almost every other band that broke up in the early 80s or mid 80s they all came back together made a couple of albums you know that it couldn't reclaim the magic but i do like that they got back together because there's there's so much wrong you do when you're young emotionally and egotistically and and sometimes you cut it short before um, maybe you sometimes
1: should. you only never know you did a wrong thing by doing it and judging the result
0: exactly
1: so that's that's the
0: history of of 2020 that they made three real albums before they broke up the first time. And that was when they're, that was when they had all the angst and, and probably if you wanted to buy their records, you should just buy the first three. Uh, I like the energy on this record. Uh, this, this record apart from the knack is, uh, my favorite of the power pop records. It it's definitely better than shoes. I said den shoes. Okay, I just wanna say if I said I don't wanna piss them off because they get really mad if they get if you call them that other name with the the no. in it. <laughs> um, it is the one where the knights <laughs> of knee cannot stand to hear. <laughs> There's a lot of good songwriting, especially like power pop records do need to be listened to more than once. Like you really shouldn't judge a power pop record. Until you've listened to it three or four times, because the hooks start to come in, the little subtleties start to come in into the songs that other forms of music kind of don't. That's my only suggestion about listening to a power pop band: is give the record some time. Like an album, I can't. I'm sorry, but an album like the like Shoes, they didn't do. They didn't get better for me at all. Uh, the records did. The records I had to revise my original opinion of. I, I I thought the record, even though not not great, did get better, and I liked it. And uh, the only album that I liked right away was, of course, The Knack, which is pretty yeah, much the king that's... of the of the late seventies power pop bands. That that was really catchy mm-hmm. from creative from writing versus, and playing you know. there,
1: right. But this
0: album, it took me a couple listens, but I really liked it by the last listen there are a couple of clunkers you know uh, there are there are songs that you know there are of course like every power pop band a lot of songs about getting the girls in relationships and which is
1: nice but the safe topics I mean the, the safe topics power pop is not there to be protest music power pop and protest exactly. music don't go together but saying that
0: Rob <clears throat> us saying that uh, I have to admit that, there was a couple of, of songs that did kind of, uh, maybe just one actually, because when I think of it, most of this was, even it might have been about something else, it was really about relationships, but Yellow Pills, Yellow Pills. Was, uh, uh, which is about, of course, drugs, uh, which is one of the songs that played on an American bandstand, a uh, very catchy song. Most people's favorite song on the album, it's not mine, it's my second favorite. I love Remember the Lightning. I just It was the song they played on American Bandstand that, that drove the people and Dick Clark nuts. They just loved it. And the more I hear this song, I think it's just power pop at its best. One of the songs I would put as, if I had to put three or four songs, is what does power pop in the late 70s mean? Remember the Lightning. It's just a great, great rock and roll song. Uh, again, a lot of other songs that were really good. And the only thing that held me back uh, was the last three songs, which I really thought sucked eggs. Um, didn't
1: they have just, the stuff that the they other songs It just didn't have had. the
0: stuff. It's like they ran out of gas at the end. And, uh, I knew
1: where to stick those three songs. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's... it's you want to close big, but sometimes you want to get it But done. that's
0: the record's problem, too. I love the record's... Uh, side one, yeah. and then side two like really let me memory. down. It, it was the same thing. It's like they ran out of gas and they decided to put all their good songs on side one. This is even worse. Yeah, this is one. not as bad because it was only the last three songs. Side one
1: definitely sounds a little more creative uh, yeah. than side two.
0: And I, did, I just didn't like the last... Thing. Backyard Guys and jet Jetlag and Action Now were... Uh, they're not terrible, but they just did not at all meet the standards set forth by the first nine songs and uh yeah, I, I really, this is about the this is about the time that it shut off last time,
1: <laughs> was when I was going to say this. Yeah, we're, we're three minutes over where we shut off last yeah, time. Yeah, because last minutes. time
0: I was going to give my, j- just at this point, I was going to give my rating, and then...
1: Yeah, and then it shut off, <laughs> and you kept going for about a minute. <laughs> and back. I was going to go I around. couldn't interrupt you, I couldn't, <laughs> I was thinking, do I do a timeout signal, do I turn the computer around and show him the awful <laughs> message? Yeah. So I've got kind
0: of like a phobia about this, but I'm going to say I give this... Uh, three and a half stars, and I, I really liked it. I, you know, I think we talked about this last week when we did the first version of the show. This is the kind of band that I would give a second chance
1: to with another album, like when they yeah. were, like at the time. Cause you're thinking that, you know, this was close. Yes. And these guys definitely got something there. Like uh, they have something They're talents. not there,
0: but damn, they're close. Yeah, I they're... wonder what their second album would sound like. And that's one of these bands. That's not like, the records. I don't think I would have given the records another try. I would have said I really like their first side. Definitely not do anything with shoes. That I would, I would try and forget them. Sounds like I really bas- blasted <laughs> their album. I didn't, but it was so mediocre. And of course, the Knack I would give an, another chance to because their record was so strong. But this is a band that even though they didn't sell records like the Knack did, no. and they didn't have a hit single, I would say, I want to hear what they have on their second album. That's why... Uh, and the
1: energy alone, you yeah. uh, know, it deserves like a three and a half.
0: What did you think?
1: Those are three words I uh, wrote down: uh, was energy, imagination, and then fun with a question mark. Were they having fun? That ain't right. That's the one
0: thing on this <laughs> album that Shoes did not have. Shoes sounded so. Uh, Let's.
1: Uh, they, they sounded like they dry. came in with a sense of uh, fear of. Uh, we just got to get the parts down. They're done. Okay, good enough. Uh, You did a good enough part, too? Okay. (laughs) And you won't expect too much from me. Okay, good. This sounds like
0: they are having a blast.
1: But this, yeah, they're actually... uh, I I hear them, uh, they sound like they're having fun. But um, uh, as far as uh, musical styles go, I found it really interesting. This kind of had elements of punk and new wave. Like, this band could blend in with either of those crowds musically. Exactly. Choosing the right songs. But the other thing that struck me was this. Also reminded me uh, the instrumentation and the way the vocals were written and arranged of the old power pop from uh, the early '70s. This is the closest to that type of power pop from all the bands we've heard, including uh, the now I
0: agree. If you want to, if if you haven't heard power pop from the early '70s, which we will be showcasing on a future episode, this is a good example of what it sounded like. Yeah, this, and this is, is pop, actually fun. the best example of the four records of what, even of the Knack, of what early power pop, because the Knack was very much of 1979 uh, in a good way, but this actually could easily be 1972. Yes.
1: <laughs> this falls in the, the, the end of that category somehow, and, and, and the fact that, it, the, like I said, it could also be punk or new wave, like, this is a versatile... These guys got some talent, damn it. They're... <laughs>
0: The way we talk, like with the words we're using, like versatile and talent, it sounds like it sounds like they're there. They're not quite, but they're damn close. And they're more
1: interesting to listen to than a whole lot of other people. Uh,
0: yes, exactly. I, I, we, I think we feel exactly the same
1: about this. This, well, we've had had our differences on this power pop. My first comment theme. was: <laughs> I was surprised by listening to this album because I didn't hate it. Yes. <laughs> I was coming in there expecting a train wreck. This was wreck. no shoes. <laughs> I was coming in there expecting a train wreck and the train had stayed on the tracks, damn it. Yeah, I that's, one of, that's one of the, the things
0: that... Um, with this Power Pop theme that we've discovered is it wasn't um, a strong... wasn't a strong movement. It wasn't like other movements in almost anything where you say no, oh the power pop music of this or, or this. This, this
1: movement having strong cult followers I see it as having uh, more superficial followers yes uh,
0: and that's why it didn't last very long unfortunately um, because power heard... pop is a great it's, it's funny this is what I was talking about this is what I'm about to say it's exactly what I was talking about when we died last week <laughs> and our computer failed us was this is not the type of music that Rob and I would play, uh, uh, Rob mentioned this actually a couple of shows. That's exactly what I said before I got cut off. (laughs) This is not the type of music that Rob and I would play, which I want to point out, Rob actually very, I didn't think about this, but Rob said this a couple of shows ago and I agree with him. Uh, this is the type of music we would, we would listen to maybe and enjoy, but this is not the type of music that we would play not that we yeah. don't like it it's just that we're into just different types of stuff because you, it's, you, you think of rock myself. and roll oh they must like to play power pop but it's not it's 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 a little bit too simplified like you have yeah. to go you have to almost go by the rules of, of songwriting which we don't do a lot of the time
1: from my point of view yes a lot of the power pop or any kind of pop um you can't get too adventurous uh, you have to resort to repetition a lot you have to find that one good part and keep playing it because that's the hook i think that's what you were saying last time and i never even took that into consideration i always shied away from joining a band that played this type of music and that's
0: why it's called power However, pop, listening to it yeah it's I because it's based on the principles of pop music pop which music. is two which is like sorry uh yeah, two verses, two choruses, a bridge and the formula uh, and the, formula. And, the, formula. And, and the songs are, commercial. are usually no longer than four minutes. Yes, and, and the fact
1: and that they packed all three bands or at least two of them, yeah, 12 songs on the album, uh, all the same. All Some almost
0: songs. four minutes long as far as there's nothing longer than four and a half minutes.
1: Shoes was a, a 12 song album and the records are art. Yeah. yeah, and,
0: and almost all the on. albums we've listened to, the Power Pop albums have the same theme which is relationships which 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 is not our bag just having one theme and they almost uh didn't deviate too much this is another good thing about this album it did deviate within the context of their music which some of the other albums you listen to like the records seem to just be one note through the whole thing which is why i like this static kind of feel but there weren't many ballads in any of the four albums that we listened to there weren't a deviation in music just in the form of the music which is not something that we are engaged in either so uh, I still love to listen to power pop especially the 70s early 70s power pop I just drool over but that's not necessarily what I want to play <laughs> if you know what I mean they're good to do as uh, cover songs but it's just not what we write unfortunately. yeah
1: I mean I've always said for years I you know I love playing an ACDC song from time to time but I wouldn't want to you know play those straight eighth songs. All the time. That wouldn't want to be a career. Yeah. No, I'd rather be like uh, Steve Harris of Iron Maiden than, uh, than most other guys. <laughs> most other guys. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, so what's your rating on this?
1: Uh, I give it uh, three and a half. It's better than a three. And uh, I did have a favorite song on this uh, album, uh, Tell Me Why. Can't Understand You. I like that song. That's uh, a good song. The vocals were really... Uh, that reminded me of uh, the straw or, I'm. I'm the raspberries I'm, or...
0: I have to, yeah. I have to. I have to admit, I'm surprised by that. Not because it's a bad song. I just thought there was a couple, maybe three or four that were better. But still, it's all up to the listener, right? Yes. And uh, it's a good choice. A I know. Choice. I write ten
1: songs. I hand them around to different people, and different people like different songs. So, very. Um, as we end this theme and show and episode, I mean, uh,
0: I think what we came away with uh, this is. We kind of agreed 50% of the time, and we very much disagreed You know, the other, the other half of the time. Uh, again, I think definitely uh, Rob had trouble with this, because I don't think, especially this type of power pop is really his bag. So I, I do commend Rob for having to <laughs> listen
1: for four weeks. You don't have to commend me. I, I got no choice if I want to continue doing this. <laughs> And I do want to continue doing it, therefore, no commendations on this. Yeah, and One you know, even
0: if Rob doesn't exactly <laughs> like the music that we're playing, uh, we have to cover all genres of music. And yes, I have heard three of these four albums before, and I didn't think much of the two albums, so I wasn't exactly excited about going into this, yeah. I mean, but uh, I was also excited to re listen to it to see if I was right or not sometimes I was right sometimes I was not age made some of it better for me I listened to Starry Eyes again by the records last night I did because it was on my playlist uh when I was doing my work for the show and I just love this I'm sorry I think Starry Eyes sounds like the birds mixed with power pop and I just think it's I just I just think if you if you get nothing from this at all people just listen to Starry Ice from the records. That's all you have to listen to, and I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all for today's show. Did you, let me just end this. Did you? I just
1: want to. A it was. Note. It was. I, it,
0: it wasn't as bad as 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 I'm making out to be for you. You, you enjoyed this thing.
1: No, no. Two of the albums were pretty good. Two of the albums uh, less good, but I want some variation in the albums. Uh, we had a streak there. Where we were doing like uh, four and five star albums for a while, and. Uh, you don't like want to keep giving the same reviews every no, day. No, I agree with you. I, I, I agree with we you. We need to mix it up. We need to vary it. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say on a personal side note, I still think you're pulling the wool over our eyes, and there's no actual such thing as Power Pop. You made it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a practical joke. You see, that's 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 why that that's something you would
0: say the first 30 minutes. Because and, and, you usually are very coherent and smart in the last 30. So yes. that seems more like a first 30, that's a minute 30, 30
1: minutes. minutes thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't care. I stand by it. Okay. I still don't think Power Pop exists.
0: So next week, we will be taking next week uh, off to get ready for our next theme. At least it seems because we've had so yes. much... Confusion. We actually won't be taking that weekend off week off. You guys will. We won't have a new show on. We have to catch up. So we're going to do an episode uh, next week. Everybody's confused now. We will be working next (laughs) week. You guys will not be listening because we won't be on. We'll be on in two weeks with a new episode and a new theme. I think it's a great new theme. And uh, two weeks from now. In other words, yes show. Not a show about the group, yes, but yes, there will be There's a show. there will be a show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see, i kind of uh, be under the opinion that uh, by golly, uh, just you, you let us know the listener because that was confusing. <laughs> yeah, I, I shouldn't do that. I should just say, see you in two weeks.
0: <laughs> so as usual, uh, everybody please take care and stay safe. Just later on